One Charlie. Mark, one Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. T-minus 37 seconds. The fight is going E equals MC. That all men are created about the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. Ignition sequence this is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. And welcome to another edition of Finding Your Frequency. I am Jeff Spinard. I'm your host. Uh, joining me, of course, my co-host, uh, 13-year colleague, 18-year veteran, and Vice President of Broadcast Operations with Voice America, Mr. Ryan Treasure. Are you ready for some baseball? Oh, it's baseball season. Start to wind up, and <laughs> you saw the first pitch yesterday. I did. All you guys that are watching the uh, Facebook Live video, I don't usually wear a hat during the radio show, but I had to today to commemorate. In honor of. The opening day was yesterday. It's actually kind of a cool thing because all 30 teams in Major League Baseball all played on the same day. Yep. And I, I don't want to get the stat wrong, but... Uh, it was like somewhere in the 50s or 60s or something like that, the last time that they had an opening day where all the, all teams, the teams actually played. played at the same time. So 30 teams played, 15 lost. <laughs> where, did you, where did you go around here? What? Uh, uh, we went downtown Phoenix uh, to the home of the Diamondbacks the at the uh, Ch- Chase Field. Chase Field, that's right. Yep, it was really, really cool, man. They had the, the roof was open. They had the uh, four jets fly by with fireworks. and Just uh, a beautiful day, beautiful uh, ball, ball yeah. game day. I have to say, uh, and we can move right on after this, but uh, opening <laughs> oh. opening day is like magical. You know, it's uh, America's pastime, even though I know that the NFL is more popular than the MLB. Mm-hmm. But as we all know, most of us grew up playing baseball back in the you know, 80s and 90s. And I know I did. So definitely excited about it. So go D-backs. They got their first win, so they're on their way. Good. Against Good for the them. Rival. Good for the D-backs. Yeah. We're happy about that. The Red Sox won, too. Good. All right. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. Okay, so let's go back. Uh, we, we, we haven't done a show uh, in three weeks. Uh, Two. March 9th. Two. Two. Okay. Yep. Well, three weeks ago, we had Summer Helene on. Yes, we did. It was a good show. Yes, it was a great show. Summer is always, you know, she's a wonderful uh, guest. Um, you know, one of the youngest executives in Hollywood. And, you know, she's been on the scene. She works with uh, the uh, actors and, you know, does the music for films and She's just so involved uh, in the whole paramount of things. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. That was I good. I like what you did there. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy music. <laughs> yeah, so you know, she was a great guest. Um, you know, we had a great uh, hour-long conversation with Summer, and she also hosts a show uh, called Behind the Scenes. In fact, I think that's on... Not next hour, but uh, four o'clock. Yep, four o'clock Pacific yeah. time. So tune into summer at four o'clock. Uh, you'll you'll enjoy that show. So this week we have a very special guest coming on. But before we get there, uh, I want to talk a little bit about business. You know, Voice America. We do a lot of. Uh, we're a multimedia uh, platform, uh, not just a broadcast network. Uh, we're a media company, a full media broadcasting operation. So we do uh, live to podcast. We do podcasting for companies. We do uh, live on-site broadcasting. 
Um, the list goes on and on. I mean, oh, yeah, whatever you need, we can do in the in the media space. Yeah, whether it's audio editing, video editing, <laughs> uh, website, Everything. graphic design, search engine optimization, marketing, blah, 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 all that stuff. It's that's all digital, there. Absolutely. And, you know, this first quarter of the year has been uh, you know, par for the course as far as uh, a cash flow or a revenue standpoint. Uh, but we're really starting to pick up the pace. Yeah, we are. Yep. yep. We've got a, a private label network that's coming up. I'm not going to tell you what the, the channel is, but we've got a brand new channel that's going to be coming. It's going to be live in the next couple of months. So we're working on that project. Uh, we work with bigger companies like an SAP style where we do everything for them from you know the live broadcasting to the Alexa yep. uh, daily reports to transcription services, everything. Yesterday, I had a conversation with another company, which is going to p- turn out to be a pretty, pretty big uh, operation. Nice. We're going to start out with some podcasting for the first you know, quarter, but that's going to turn into something, and knock on wood, uh, something pretty significant. And I guess without getting into great detail or saying names just yet, uh, we should be pretty good on that end. Yeah, I think Voice America has a unique opportunity this year, and we've already kind of started working the road with, you know, several content partners, several uh, media partners, digital partners. Uh, one thing I want to give a big shout out to is MailJet.com. You guys go check out that service. Uh, we'll be putting a link up on the Finding Your Frequency page in the next few days. Uh, and something that's cool, if you guys go there and use that service, you'll be able to uh, leverage one of their higher end platform services for a reduced cost because they're a supporter of the Voice America Talk mm-hmm. Radio Network. And finding your frequency, but that's just one of many partnerships that we've been working on from both technology content and media. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, again, uh, the first quarter of the year has uh, turned out uh, to be something that moving into the second quarter of the year and into the third quarter, uh, we're going to be uh, expanding the network and growing. So, very happy about that. Uh, so, we got a lot of work to do, Ryan, and you've been pretty busy lately. Bring it. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Every time I talk to Ryan, he's got his checklist checklist open, and it's about two pages deep. Uh, and he's usually about halfway through by the time I talk to him. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, we have a lot of cool stuff going on, especially technology-wise. Uh, here in about the next 60 days or so, we'll be releasing the uh, Voice America Internet Talk Radio Alexa skill, uh, which will then be followed up with some activities through Google Home uh, and then also uh, working on Apple Siri, the next one, uh, to get some integration with our content through some of those voice-activated services, which are uh, widely popular right now. About yep. 350 million devices across the country in people's homes, so it's really, really, really good reach. It's a lot of devices. And, of course, we're going to be uh, enhancing our TV platform and doing some work uh, with voicemarket.com to bring video content under one umbrella. So, Boom. Multimedia. 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 Absolutely. You know, um, I'm excited about this show today, uh, only just for the fact that, A, our guest is awesome. Mm-hmm. Number yep. two, we've been trying to get her on for a couple of weeks, and we've had some scheduling stuff happen, and we finally were able to get a time together where we could all do the thing. And uh, and here we are. We're, we're right up against it. Yeah. 
yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good show. So stick around. Um, I think we uh, probably uh, hit a commercial break, and uh, let's uh, let's bring Jane in. Yeah, guys, go check us out all over social media uh, at VoiceAmerica.com on uh, Facebook, and then of course you can check uh, Jeff and I out on Twitter at Radio Ryan One at Jeff Spinney Two, and go check out the Finding a Frequency website, FindingAFrequency.net. Stay tuned. We'll be right back right after these messages with our guest for today, Jane Velez Mitchell. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm your co-host, Ryan Treasure. And after a very long extended break, uh, we have (laughs) Miss Jane Velez Mitchell on, on air with us. Uh, Jane is a nationally known and syndicated newscaster, twice a New York Times bestselling author, and four-time Genesis Award winner from the Humane Society of the United States. Jane is the founder and editor of JaneUnchained.com, which is a digital news network focusing on animal rights and the vegan and compassionate lifestyle with over a million social media followers producing multiple live video news feed reports from across the country numerous times a day. Jane, welcome to the show. Well, Jeff and Ryan, it's such a pleasure to be here, and I'm very excited about working (laughs) with you guys. And it's just uh, wonderful that we can get the message out and not just rely on mainstream media because, you know what? Uh, when they put a chokehold on certain information, uh, people aren't hearing what they need to hear. And so I applaud Voice America for uh, allowing me to give uh, Americans some really important information that they need to help. They need to hear it for their health, for the sake of the planet, for the sake of uh, the environment, uh, for many, many reasons. Uh, I've got some information Great. that they need to know. Agreed. Well, listen, you know, finding your frequency is all about, you know, how you found your frequency <laughs> so tell us a I'm little bit i'm tuning it right now i'm tuning it right now so okay. I'm on it. I'm 
<laughs> so, 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 give us. A, I know you're you're giving us the story. Tell us how you how you started this whole whole thing out, and you went through your uh, HNL and headline news and all that good stuff. Talk to us a little bit about your path. Well, I was born and raised in uh, Midtown Manhattan. I grew up across the street from Carnegie Hall, there you go. and uh, I went to New York University, and. Uh, I had a very interesting background. My dad, who was Irish-American, was an advertising executive, very conservative. My mom was from Puerto Rico. She um, was a she had a dance troupe, Anita Velez Dancers, and they met because they both liked to dance, and they would stop the show. They would like to, at the time, they, they, you'd go to dinner, and there would be a little orchestra. I don't know if you remember back in these days where people would go to restaurants and they would have like mm -hmm. a little dance area yep. where there would actually be like an orchestra and people would dance. And my parents were always very proud of stop. Everybody would stop to look at them because my mom was a professional dancer and my dad danced very well. So my mom happened to be um, pretty much a pescatarian and my dad was quite a meat eater, but he converted to pescatarianism. So when we grew up, we thought we were vegetarian. However, we did eat fish and eggs and mm -hmm. cheese and dairy products. As I got older and became a journalist, uh, I worked in numerous markets. Fort Myers, Florida was my first job. Then I went to uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Then I worked in Philadelphia. And uh, somewhere along the line, I started to get information about what was happening to animals in our society. And um, it's, it's just morally reprehensible. Uh, yeah. I uh, saw some head injury experiments done on baboons at uh, a university when I was uh, reporting in Philadelphia, and I said, this is wrong. It's morally wrong, and I have a, an obligation to do something about it. And between that and my uh, background, I just um, knew that my life's mission was to speak for voiceless animals who can't speak for themselves, who have far more in common with us than they have separating us. Anybody who has a dog knows that dogs dream that they have their quirks. I have three little rescues and they are all completely 100% different. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, they have different habits, different desires. They like different treats. They have different fears. You know, one is terrified of the fireworks, the other not so much. They're just like people. And so, you know, <laughs> Americans consider themselves animal lovers, but the truth is that there's a big disconnect. Some animals we choose to love and they sit on our couch and we watch TV with them and others we pretend don't exist and we eat them. And, you know, uh, what's happening to animals in factory farming, those animals are just like our dogs and cats. And it's it's really, um, it's wrong. It's morally wrong. Totally agree with that. I mean, the way they they just raise the, these animals and, you know, it's just a, yeah, get as many in one space as possible and then off to the slaughter and, you know, no compassion. It's just... It is totally, it's morally wrong. I agree with you a thousand percent on that. Yeah, Jane, I kind of have a question along those lines. Sure. Um, you know, I and I and I 100% agree that the way that farmed animals are, um, you know, taken care of, maintained, killed, all of that stuff is mm -hmm. absolutely incorrect. And you know, yeah. I always look at it just because my family is a, you know, a country backwoods kind of uh, family, <laughs> grew up in the sticks kind of thing, and so a lot of my family members they they don't go to the grocery store and buy food. They just literally go out and they hunt like old humans used to do so what is your take on that type of uh, uh using of animals and are you against that as well and tell me why well that's an excellent question now i i'm not an advocate of hunting but i certainly respect people who come to terms with what they do as opposed to people who pretend that hamburgers grow on hamburger trees <laughs> as opposed to people who would never have it in their being 
who would not have the stomach to take a, a squealing pig and slit the pig's throat mm. uh, or take a little baby calf and rip that calf away from his mother and uh, stick him, either kill him or put him in a veal crate. Uh, you know, at least they're coming to terms with what they're doing. Um, there, there's a real moral cowardice uh, amongst people who say, okay, I love animals, but I eat them, but I couldn't do it myself, but I'm going to hire somebody who can't really afford to make a choice about what kind of job they're going to get, who really don't have a choice. They're going to have to take this job and let them suffer PTSD, alcoholism, uh, get involved with domestic violence, all the other things that come with killing every single day. Imagine yeah. what it would be like to have to kill animals day in and day out, year in and year out. That's your job. You know what? You ordered the hit, yeah, and right. you are just as responsible. I covered crime for many years, and I did have a crime show uh, after I did my stint at you know, uh, Florida, Minneapolis, Philadelphia, New York, L.A., New York, and then I was most recently on HLN. Um, uh, I covered a lot of crime, and you know that when you order the hit, it doesn't matter whether you pull the trigger. Right. You are right. just as culpable as the person who pulled the trigger, and I believe that also applies to um, killing animals for Agreed. Uh, Jane, you know, we have a caller on the line. Uh, uh, sure. Paige is her name. Uh, Paige, uh, okay. welcome to the show. What's your question? Okay, thank you very much. Can you hear me? Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, fantastic. I'm doing a little driving, drive drive time here. So, uh, I hope you're hands-free okay, on well, Bluetooth. Um, Be safe. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hands-free. <laughs> hands-free all the way. Um, okay, just real quickly, I, I do have a question. It's sort of pointed to you gentlemen. It's, it's, it's Jeff and Ryan. Yes. Right? Okay. Are, are you gentlemen vegan? I'm just curious. I just, no, I am not. Nope. Okay. I'm not vegan. Okay. okay. Um, no judgment. Just curious. Um, so I actually do a little bit of work with Jane. I um, oh, volunteer okay. and help out with some things, which is kind of cool. And I, I heard she was on the show and there's something that's been coming up over and over again. And I, and I thought, well, what the heck? I'll, we'll get it answered on the air, which is this conversation. Two things, if I may. Sure. One is about humane meat. A lot of people say, well, well, wait a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm eating humane meat because it's the way it's you know raised. And I know you, you talked about hunting, but that was one. And then two, if I can just grab this one too, is the piece about cholesterol. So I know people talk a lot about protein, 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 um, and there's a lot of answers to that, but cholesterol is something that you've been talking about, Jane, and I go, well, wait a minute. How, aren't there, isn't there cholesterol in, in all food? So those are the two well, questions that I have. Thank you, Paige. And Paige is an incredible volunteer. You know, JaneUnchained.com, which is the digital news network that I run and then I started mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, we have volunteers all over the country and the world who go live. And Paige is one of our volunteers. So thanks for calling in, Paige. Paige raises the point about there are companies now that say it's okay to eat meat because it's humane. And here's the truth. There's no humane way to kill an animal <laughs> right. who didn't want to die. But what they're calling humane is so inhumane when any organization, whether it's Mercy for Animals or uh, PETA or um, Humane Society goes undercover, they, they, they see the horrific, horrific conditions inside these factory farms. I don't even use the word farms. They're factories. You know, um, Ryan, you mentioned that you grew up in a rural area. The, the old fashioned farmers who had a lot more respect for their animals are all being driven out of business. And it's these giant conglomerates. A lot of them, some of them are even owned by China. You know, uh, this is not the American way of life. Uh, you know, uh, 
I always say, eat like your grandparents did, because they didn't know from McDonald's or Burger King exactly. or you know, fast food. They actually had a lot of vegetables on their plate, and meat was a treat. And if you were Catholic, you, did, you ate fish on Friday. Right. So, you know, uh, this notion that somehow it's our tradition to do this is really wrong. And, you know, one out of every four Americans dies of heart disease. Heart disease is caused by arteries to the heart getting clogged with plaque. Plaque is cholesterol. Cholesterol only right exists in animal products. There's no cholesterol in any vegetables or nuts or grains True. Um, or fruit. Uh, so you can't get high cholesterol from eating a, a plant-based diet. Considering it kills one out of every four Americans, maybe we should look at that. Yeah, no, you definitely make a valid point on that. And uh, I, I've been working really hard just from a healthy standpoint on my own diet and trying to eat more, you know, fibrous foods and nuts and fruits and salads and all those kind of things, which I've been successful at doing, you know. Um, but again, I'm not a vegan. And so I do eat meat, but I do. I, me personally, um, you know, when you talk about farming of animals and those types of things, um, when I get meat, I literally, I try to get it from my uncle who goes out and hunts. He doesn't go and farm. He goes and hunts the meat that he would like, uh, uh, you know, to get him by for a summer or a winter or whatever's going on. He brings that back. He does all of his own um, processing, packaging, puts it in the freezer and then uses that and doesn't buy any meat at the store. Uh, and so... I get all of that, and I guess it's it's more healthy in the standpoint to have like free range food and those types of things versus those. But what do you what do you what do you say to a person who does eat meat and who would say, well, human beings are carnivorous by nature, and uh, is that bad for the human being's health to not eat meat at all? Okay, I have a great answer for that. You know what carnivores do when they see roadkill? Have you ever seen your dog come upon a piece of roadkill and wants no. to grab at it and you got to pull your dog off? Because they're carnivores. They're actually omnivores as well. Yeah. But mm -hmm. um, carnivores want meat. They don't care whether it's roadkill. They salivate. If we were really carnivores, when we were going into the supermarket and we saw a chicken's breast raw, it would take every ounce of willpower not to just grab that and eat it right on the spot. Right. We would begin to salivate. So that is just uh, one example of how yeah, we're not I've actually- I've never talking. experienced that. No, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And not only that, but people talk about the caveman diet. And so there's a lot of myths like cavemen ate meat. Well, truth, you know, low hanging fruit, it, cavemen didn't, they, they didn't be, they weren't able to go to a fast food drive through Okay. Now they found a, a skeleton, the remains of a paleo man uh, from, you know, eons ago it was one of the earliest discoveries of uh, paleo man. And guess what? He didn't have any dental floss. So they went through the materials between his teeth and they were vegetables. Yep. Yep. You know, a lot of this boils down to education, <clears throat> how you, you know, the knowledge that's out there and you know what? It, there really isn't a whole lot, much more so now than ever before. But even myself, you know, I just came back from the doctors with cholesterol problems because I eat meat and I have, and it's just the way I was raised. You know, a lot of it, I think, has to do with education and, you know, founda uh, foundation-based uh, knowledge that gets out there. Jane, you, you know, I think, uh, you know, you add... Uh, quite a bit to uh, the the knowledge base uh, of the vegan lifestyle and the this type of lifestyle. And Jeff, I want to say one thing. This isn't about like casting judgment on people. Sure. I mean, 
uh, I think 99.99999% of people came from a household where meat was eaten. Mm -hmm. And even it, growing up in a pescatarian household, we ate fish and people would bring hamburgers when we had cookouts, you know, and we had a go out to the country and have so I mean, I'm not saying that I'm up here and I'm coming from complete purity. I'm a recovering alcoholic and uh, knock on wood by Easter Sunday, I will have been 23 years sober. OK, congratulations. So, uh, I'm not coming from someplace that, oh, I'm holier than thou. Sure, uh, sure. But what I am saying is that there's this whole exciting, really incredible adventure that people are missing out on because we only kill about six animals, seven animals that we eat on a regular basis, cows, pigs, chickens, turkeys, goats, lambs, and I guess to include your um, relatives, uh, Ryan, deer, right? Um, venison. Uh, mm. Yeah, venison. But there are tens of thousands of vegetables and fruits and nuts and grains. So believe it or not, there's more variety in a plant-based diet than there is in eating the same thing over and over again. I mean, I heard that Americans eat 50 billion hamburgers a year. I, I mean, we're, we're, you know, that's a lot of burgers, 20 million people. Um, it, things have gotten out of hand. And I think one of the reasons why there is this plant based movement, I'll tell you very quickly, one is for human health, processed meat, which is how most people consume a lot of their meat, which is bacon, hot dogs, etc is officially cancer causing, according to the World Health Organization. And uh, so right there, okay, then the second is heart disease we discussed. The third is dementia. You know, when your arteries get clogged, they don't just get clogged to the vessel, the artery to your heart, the vessels throughout your entire body get clogged. There's been a skyrocketing in dementia in, in sometimes younger people now sort of fogging over. Um, and, and part of it is just cholesterol clogging the vessels in the brain. So if, if there were, and, and the other thing is, you know, when I went vegan 21 years ago, there were very few alternatives. Yeah. I'd go into a vegan restaurant, I knew everybody and it was empty. Now I can't get a table. So there's so many alternatives. Even at the traditional um, supermarkets, there's a vegan and vegetarian section. I was in Fort Myers, Florida, where we fight against the laboratory monkey breeding industry down there. And I was working with the senior citizen, a lovely lady. And she said, you know, I'd like to eat this way, plant-based, because she has all these rescue dogs. She goes, but there's nothing out there for me here in Fort Myers. I said, let's go to the grocery store. We went to the supermarket. Guess what? They had an entire vegan section at the supermarket, the, right. the regular old supermarket. We, we had vegan cheeses, chow cheese, follow your heart. There were there was vegan bologna. So th these alternatives now are just ubiquitous. In fact, the big meat companies like Tyson are investing in the meat alternatives because they've done the studies and they mm -hmm. see that the model we have today is unsustainable. I don't want to chew your ear off, but I'll just say <laughs> this. Okay, we have seven and a half approximately, 7.6 billion people on the planet. They kill, we kill, our culture, our world kills between 50 and 60 billion farm animals. Hmm. It's off the charts. Unbelievable. To grow all the food, to feed those farm animals who eat a lot more than humans do, we have to decimate the forest. That's the cause, it's the leading cause of wildlife extinction. So what we're doing basically is mowing down the entire world, killing all the natural animals that God put on this earth so that we can, and they're not making love, these factory farm animals, they're all violated. <laughs> right. So we can mass produce all these animals, these other animals that aren't good for us so we can kill them. 
there and it's contributing to human world hunger. Right. It doesn't right. really make sense. So Jane, when you talk about um, you know all of those different animals that if let's say the entire world was able to skip uh, their current process and move to a vegan based lifestyle and vegan based uh, 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 nutritional supplement, um, mm -hmm. what would happen to the populace of wild animals or animals in general? Would there be an overpopulation of animals at that time because of the 7.6 billion people not eating any meat? No, because none of the animals they're eating, aside from the deer and the venison that your relatives and those folks who do that kill, are, are coming into this world naturally. They are all violated. I don't want to be extreme, but the industry term is rape rack, okay? Mm -hmm. So they're all violated to be inseminated. And so we're mass producing them. They wouldn't exist if we didn't produce them like widgets. True, right. Meanwhile, that we would see the forest would begin to regenerate because we wouldn't have to destroy so many forests to create cropland to feed all those animals. I mean, when you look at farm animals, what are they doing? If they're not sleeping, they're eating. Right. <laughs> and so it takes 38 pounds of grain to create one pound of beef. It's the most mm. inefficient food source on the planet. And people always say protein. Well, guess what? There's more protein calorie per calorie in kale than there is in steak. There's plenty of plant-based sources of protein that right. don't have the hormones and the antibiotics and all the other things because they give them hormones to fatten them up. They found out that hormones fatten animals up. So they're packed with hormones. Now, those hormones are supposed to pass through the animal system before it's slaughtered. But do you have any confidence in the USDA? Never Not have. At all. <laughs> it's a big no. I just watched a video on that the other day on Facebook, and it was a documentary about the FDA, and it was comparing, you know, uh, the types of foods that are available in the U.S. market versus like a European market. Um, and there are, you know, ten to fifteen carcinogenic-based preservatives that the FDA has cleared for use here in the United States that are not even legal in Europe. So if that tells you anything about the FDA. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we've become a dumping ground for yeah. chemicals that are being banned in other countries. The average uh, American woman puts hundreds of chemicals on her body every day because the skin is the largest organ. And she has no idea what those chemicals do, how they interact. And then we wonder why people are getting these you know, diseases. And guess what? Everybody's running around racing, raising money for the cure, the cure that never seems right. to come around. Meanwhile, they're getting huge salaries. All the heads of those nonprofits, huge right, salaries. Right. Think twice before you give money for the cure when the cure exactly. is presenting the disease in the first place. Jane, we have uh, another caller. Uh, we've got Danny from Portland on the line. Danny, welcome to the show. Hey there. Can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Terrific. Well, I just saw my news feed that, that Jane, Jane Velez Mitchell is on your show, so I'm just now calling in. I, mu I must have missed the first 40 minutes. But I just wanted to call and, uh, and say that I'm so excited that the show is on. And so I haven't heard what you've been talking about, but I just want to say, Jane, I, I have a million questions for you always. You are the source. But uh, Jane knows that I just went vegan two years ago, and I spent 55 years eating steaks and chops and burgers. You know, I'm from Chicago. Yeah, okay. Uh, and so I really had a complete and total uh, lifestyle shift that I never thought I could do. So I am here to say, if I can do what anybody can, because dairy was my middle name. I mean, you'd have to pay me a million dollars to, you know, not eat dairy for a day <laughs> right. back then until I found out what was happening to the animals. Hey, and, and Donnie, you, you, yeah. you want to know something that's awesome? Jane's yeah. going to be doing a show here on the Voice America Influencers channel, and you will be able to call in and ask her all of Every these questions. Week if you want to. Woo! <laughs> 
I just. Uh, I, <laughs> well, that's great. Is there anything else you want me to ask or say or anything? I just love this. This show is happening. Oh, well, we thank you so much for calling in. And, uh, of course, stay tuned Terrific. to uh, Jane's Facebook page. And now, she'll be I have, promoting I do the have, show. I do have one question. Um, did you go to the vegan lifestyle because of the way the animals are treated or because of your, uh, a lifestyle or, or health reasons? Very good question. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I even hesitate to use the word lifestyle, but I think it's, a, it's, a deep, it's about aligning my values and beliefs with, you know, my, with my actions. And what happened was, is I just started, because of the internet on Facebook, I started to see some of the footage of what was happening to animals in factory farms. And I thought it had to be exceptions of cruel places. And when I learned the truth of what was happening, and then I watched Earthlings, a documentary, and then I watched What the Health and Cowspiracy, and I started to see the whole diabolical connection to greed and incredible suffering. It was my heart. It was my heart first, and I said, I'll eat cardboard before I eat another animal. I didn't gotcha, know what to eat. Gotcha. So I lost a lot of weight. Now I've gained it all back because you can eat a million things. Don't eat cardboard because Jane just said there are right. like a bazillion uh, combinations of vegetables that you can eat. So. Unbelievable. <laughs> Danny, yeah, thanks, thanks for calling that. in. Terrific. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it, and you'll be able to call Jane every week when her show starts in April. Um <laughs> But we're going to take our next call. We have uh, Donna uh, calling in from what's uh, L.A. L.A. Okay, it looks like an H. I was saying, what's an L.H.? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Donna, uh, welcome yes, to Finding Your Frequency. Hi, thanks. Um, hi, Jane. Hi. I have a question. Um, I'm a vegan. I've been a vegan for uh, about six and a half years, and I keep reading a lot of articles and seeing a lot of controversy about the new um, lab-grown meat that is not, I don't think it's available yet, but there's a lot of talk about it happening and growing real meat in labs. And I'm just, I'm curious what your opinion is about that, because in the in the vegan world, there's a lot of controversy about it. And so I just wanted to know how you feel about it. Did you say growing meat? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like in a lab. Yeah, and you know what? People initially get grossed out by it, but if you've ever visited a slaughterhouse, which I have done many times, um, this is very clean, and it's certainly, slaughterhouses are the dirtiest place on the planet. Because I do a daily vegan cooking show on my Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Jane Velez Mitchell, every day, 12.30 p.m. Pacific, 3.30 Eastern. And sometimes if we don't wear gloves and we, you know, mixing the food, people are like, oh, you're not wearing plastic gloves. Well, guess what? I, what I say to them is, you want dirty? Go to a slaughterhouse. We all wash our hands enough. Uh, because I also wrote a book called Attic Nation, where I talked about how we are uh, brainwashed into this level of cleanliness. I'm a very clean person, but I don't need to eat food off my floor. Like, you know how right. people say, oh, you could eat off my floor. Well, guess what? I want to eat off your floor. <laughs> all right? And all right. Uh, so what we're doing is we're using <clears throat> surgical strength cleaners uh, to clean our house, to make it surgically clean to the point where our kids are um, not able to develop immunities because they're living in sort of a bubble. Meanwhile, we don't realize the real dirt out there, and the real dirt out there is in slaughterhouses in, in the animal agriculture. I mean, think about it. I don't want to gross you out, but feces, urine, blood. Okay, need I say more? So uh, to get back to the clean meat, it's totally clean. What they do is they take a, a tiny little piece of one chicken, mm-hmm. and then they grow it, 
And at first, when they first put together the first lab chicken and the lab beef, it was hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, it's constantly going down. And now uh, they expect, you know, for a couple of hundred dollars, you can get this food. And then in five years, it's going to be, you know, $10, $5. So the economies of scale and also the research. Now, the smartest people on the planet um, are putting their money. I'm talking about the, the Bill Gates types. They're all putting their money into this because they everybody who is a visionary knows that our system is unsustainable. Okay, it's just not sustainable. Yeah. We're going to be mm. 9 billion people by 2050. You know, one of the, the stats that I saw that really freaked me out the most, there were half as many people on this planet in high, when I was in high school as there are today. There yeah, are the growth many, rate is insane. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. So you can't, everybody can't be eating burgers for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. First of all, it's horrible. Uh, health-wise, but secondly, our planet cannot sustain no, it. How that, can it. Yeah, it's that is impossible. such a great point. Donna from Los Angeles, thank you for calling in. We have another caller holding on the line. I hope uh, she was able to answer your question, Donna, and tune in in April on the Voice America Influencers channel as uh, Jane will be broadcasting her show live weekly, so thanks for tuning in. Uh, let's take our next caller, Sandra from Florida. Hey, how are you today? Hey there, I'm great, and congratulations. Jane, this is Sandra Mendelson. I sent you Hi. that book that I... I don't know if you remember, uh, totally in sync with everything we're talking about, uh, channeled from the animals. Channeled from the animals. See? She's got a mind like a steel trap. <laughs> yes. No, no I, pun intended. Hi, Sandra. Uh, tell, us, uh, tell us what your question is. It's good to hear from you. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I have been following you on Twitter. You know, it's so simple that one answer benefits everyone. One way of eating, one way of buying and shopping benefits the planet, benefits your body, benefits the animals. I mean, it's, it's really kind of brainless. I, I guess um, when I, what I want to know is um, what can, what do you think, other than being a model in your own life, you know, leading by example, what do you think the average bear can do most effectively, you know, reposting, uh, your posts, for example, and signing petitions. What else are we missing on a day-in, day-out basis that can make the biggest difference to shift consciousness? Well, I always this? say that the most powerful tool we have for social change is our cell phones. Because mm, you know, to, you to take a TV network, millions of dollars, and all sorts of satellite equipment to go live, and every day I go live on my cell phone. So I would urge everyone, every meal, every vegan meal, a plant-based meal that you have, um, pretty, a pretty one, you know, uh, take a picture of it, put it on Instagram, and also start doing your own vegan cooking shows. I don't want the exclusive on this one. Sure. Uh, anybody with a cell phone and you can get an LED light from Amazon for 20 bucks, you can get a selfie stick for 10 bucks, mm -hmm. and just start doing it yourself. Sure. Uh, as long as you have Wi-Fi, you can, uh, or it's a good signal, because we do protest, sometimes we don't need Wi-Fi, we're out in the street and the signal's fine. Uh, start showing people, because the whole idea is to normalize a plant-based diet. We have been so conditioned. We get thousands of images every day equating meat consumption with social status, patriotism, family values. For men, it's masculinity. For women, it's femininity. And none of it is true. I mean, actually, Erectile dysfunction, which is a precursor to heart disease, occurs when arteries, when the vessels in the penis get clogged. 
And so uh, the truth is that meat, eating meat, okay, increases the chance of having erectile dysfunction. Now a doctor will then give you a pill because they don't get training in nutrition. If you go plant-based, you can reverse erectile dysfunction. Mm -hmm. So it's actually equating plant-based eating with masculinity. Now, what we found in studies is that men are far more uh, likely to give up dairy because they associate dairy with femininity because it's the mother's milk of another species. So men are more likely to say, okay, I'll give up dairy, but they have a really hard time giving up meat. Right. Women can give up meat, but they have a harder time giving up dairy. Why? Because we've been culturally conditioned to believe that meat is masculine and dairy is feminine. And it's all a crock. <laughs> It is. It is a crock. It sounds like a crock. I, I want to change direction a little bit. Um, uh, Sandra, uh, thanks for calling. Uh, did you get your answers? Yes, thank you very much. Best okay. Don't yeah, make sure to you tune, tune in the Jane right. show. Yep, coming up um, in a couple I wanna, of weeks. In April. I want to change directions a little bit. Uh, we've sure. got about ten minutes left. <clears throat> you are a New York Times bestseller. Uh, you worked, or you were, uh, you wrote a book about a, a very famous case out mm. here in Arizona. Yeah. With oh, yeah. uh, Jody Arias. Yeah, that yeah. case hits big here in, in, yes, in our hometown. Huge. Oh, yeah. I was living in Phoenix for a while covering that case. Okay. I think the I entire was... uh, uh, news <laughs> <laughs> network yeah. across the country was living here for a while for that one. I had a very nice time in Phoenix. Yes, I enjoyed it very much. Yes, Jody Arias. My book is called Expose the Secret Life of Jody Arias. Yes. And, you know, um, Travis Alexander, who was the victim, who was uh, stabbed 29 times, mm -hmm. his throat was slit ear to ear. A lot of times people say butchered, and I say, yeah, butchered, think about it, okay? But I'm not going to go back to that subject, even <laughs> though I want to tell you that I talked to Travis's friends. Travis was a Mormon, mm -hmm. and in the course of researching the book, I talked to a lot of Travis's friends, and guess what? This is the last I'll say about this subject. Travis who had struggled with his weight, decided to uh, get healthy. He started juicing. He watched a film called Earthlings. He made all his, um, he, the, the Mormon young men lived together in a house until they're married. He made all the guys, his Mormon buddies, sit down and watch Earthlings. And he was fighting to get pigs out of pig gestation grapes. Mm. So I had a soulmate in the victim in this right. case. And I was shocked when they told me that. But I unsolicited, they mentioned that to me. Uh, he was he was a very caring man and uh, it was a very sick, sick, um, sick and twisted case. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot about um, w one of the things covering crimes. I learn about extreme examples of th some things that we come across sometimes on a milder form. So Jody Arias had a borderline personality disorder. She didn't know where she ended and somebody else begins. Mm -hmm. So what I learned talking to uh doctors uh like dr drew pinsky uh was that borderlines are generally not uh murderous because they often kill themselves but what they do is they attach themselves to somebody else because they don't know who they are and jody arias attached herself to travis alexander and so what they do is they infiltrate the person's life to the point where they want to merge completely so mm -hmm. uh he was a mormon she became a mormon uh you know, he was involved with prepaid legal. She went there, but she really got involved with prepaid How dare legal. they let her in? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, his friends became her friends. So she had infiltrated his life to the degree when he tried to remove himself from her life, it was very difficult. She wasn't having uh, it. It's a cautionary tale. 
it's a cautionary tale when when you get a pit in your stomach and, and you get a feeling that eh, this is not right step away jane how did you get involved with this by the way uh, you know, I was never really interested in the crime genre. It kind of fell on me because I fell into it because I was working in local news as an anchor for many years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I worked in New York. But in L.A., of course, we had high profile trials like uh, the O.J. Simpson case. Right. So uh, I was in local news. I, I anchored out of the Paramount Studios at KCAL Channel 9 uh, and with a legend by the name of Jerry Dunphy and and I, I had a good run, 12 years, and then, you know, kind of, they were changing their thing. So I have a friend, Harvey Levin, who is now the head of TMZ. Well, at the time, he was just starting his first show, Celebrity Justice. And I was kind of like, Where, what am I going to do next? And he called me and he said, uh, I'm having a hard time getting reporters for my show. And I said, oh, I said, what about me? And right. he said, you do it. And I said, hell yes. <laughs> so um, all, everybody told me you're crazy. It's going to run for 13 weeks. Then you'll never work again. You'll be branded as tabloid. This is career suicide. I said, you know what? Life's short. I I throw my hat over the fence. I'm an adventurous person. So it lasted for three years. I ended up covering the Michael Jackson trial out of Santa Maria, California, which was on my deathbed. Honestly, images from that trial will flash because it was such a it was just a a madhouse. The whole the whole case from beginning to end was just wild circus, uh, right. i've never seen anything like it and uh, so at, at, during that time i began filling in for nancy grace because mm-hmm. um yep. she, actually i was i was a reporter for nancy grace from the courthouse and then after the show wrapped up celebrity justice wrapped up i started filling in for nancy grace um and then uh i uh, was offered a chance to have a show before her and i did for six years and i had a great time and by the way nancy just got a show on a and e she texted me she emailed me yesterday and said watch my show last night on a and e so if you're a fan of nancy grace uh, check out uh, nancy's new show on a and e there we go Nancy Same. grace yeah she's great and and now uh voice america we'll be doing a show on voice america now jane I'm very excited about it. You know, uh, I think you've got a great thing going. Thank uh, you. Thank you. And uh, I know Summer Helene, and she was uh, perhaps the one who suggested that you She call was. Me. So glad you did. She was. She's fantastic. And, uh, you know, I am doing this for one reason and one reason only. Every morning I wake up and I say, this is the most important story that nobody's talking about. The best and the brightest, the powers that be, where are they on this issue? Um, you know, uh, the New York Times has a whole section devoted to climate change, but then it, the next picture over is how to make a honey baked ham. I mean, <laughs> right, right. You know, what are they thinking? And, <clears throat> and it's, it's crazy. This is, uh, let me tell you another thing. I go to veg fests all around the country. I'm going to Texas uh, twice in the next month um you want to talk about mom and pop businesses vegan businesses you go to a veg fest you see family-owned businesses making uh everything from uh non-leather goods that are uh cruelty free uh everything from deodorant to beauty products to food um you know uh chutneys and peanut Mm, butters and uh, all sorts of fabulous things mom and pop businesses from beginning to end. Um, This is what I would call compassionate capitalism. And so we have kind of been demonized our group like, oh, we're some sort of, you know, tree, tree livers. We live in a tree. No, 
Uh, you know, I worked for 40 years. I think I had maybe uh, two weeks of sick days in 40 years. Um, I'm uh, part of the system, but I also believe that Americans are decent people and they need to know what's really going on in these factories. That well, produce- Jane, America's going to get to hear you uh, every week uh, from 10 to 11 a.m. on Monday mornings. Uh, with your show, uh, JaneUnchained.com. Uh, We're very excited to have you start this program up. Uh, looking forward to working with you, and I know the audience is really going to appreciate having you as part of the network. I know I am. Well, thank you, and thank you for the opportunity. I'm really excited about it. Absolutely. Jane, we thank you so much for being on. We're running up against the top of the hour here. We're hitting that clock. I know you know how that works. So uh, (laughs) we'll definitely have to have you on again. Uh, Thank you for enlightening me. As you know, I come from one of those families who hunts, and we fish, and we do all that stuff. And uh, I appreciate your take on it, and uh, definitely have learned some things on how to better my lifestyle. And thank you for for shedding light on that scenario. We appreciate it. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jane Velez. Mitchell, you can check out her radio show launching April 9th, my mom's birthday. Happy happy birthday, mom. Uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Influencers channel. You can find all things Jane Unchained uh, by just searching hashtag Jane Unchained to go check out our website, janeunchained.com. And of course, Jeff and I all over social media at Radio Ryan 1, at Jeff Spinney 2, and of course, findingyourfrequency.net. We'll be back next week at the same time right here at 2 o'clock Pacific time on the Variety Channel. Stay tuned for more Finding Your Frequency next week. 